How are you? Where are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you, Baden. And we are in Retiro Park in Madrid. Um, just hanging out in the shade after finally doing some sightseeing around the city and it's been absolutely beautiful. Um, really hot today, not as hot I think as yesterday, but um, I've been doing my fair share of sweating, let's just put it that way. Welcome to the How Are You, Where Are You podcast. This is an audio travelogue of our adventures by bike, um, documenting our return to our homeland on our bicycles. We left London um, at the beginning of April, which was um, a home of seven years, and now we're bound to New Zealand via Western Europe and Latin America. But the Western Europe bit, that's done. We did it. Uh, we rode from London to Lisbon. It's a distance of more than 4,000 kilometres over the course of around, was it 77 or 78 days? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But we passed through the Netherlands, Belgium, a little bit of Germany and Luxembourg. Uh, we crossed the length of France, then on to the Camino Santiago in Spain, and before we sort of meandered down through Portugal down to Lisbon. And that, I think, was probably the easy part of uh, what we've got planned. Now we face a more challenging task. It's riding in some countries that are probably a bit less developed. Well, they are a bit less developed, let's be frank. And with cultures probably a little less familiar than the old Europeans. point of this podcast is to talk a little bit about our preparations for Central and South America. Um, so firstly, where are we going? <laughs> well, uh, by the time you listen to this, we'll be in Cuba, actually. So you know, think of us sort of sunning it up in Cuba. Uh, Shelley, you're hanging out with your parents. Well, we're hang both hanging out with Shelley's parents. And then I'm going off cycling for a little while in the West while you sort of hang out in the east. And uh, and then towards the end of July, we're going to head into Mexico. And Shelley's parents are with us for one week more. We're sort of going to hang out, hang out in the Yucatan. And then uh, the gloves are off. The uh, There's no deadlines. There's no pressure. And we can just ride. And so the plan is that we cycle through, uh, well, head down into Belize, from Mexico into Belize and Guatemala, back up into southern Mexico. We're really keen to check out Chiapas and then back into Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama. I'm getting this all in order, I think. I even, haven't even written this down. That'll do, that'll do. And then we go into South America. But yeah, yeah the next bit is, uh, is Central America. Yeah, gosh. Well, I think the, the main thing is that we have done no careful planning of our route and we will be relying completely on the knowledge of people that we meet, um, whether they are other cyclists or people that we stay with, like locals. Um, we're going to be hopefully following their advice, um, but we probably need to get some maps. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we just want to maybe try and change our style a little bit in the way that we're cycling and you know, the way that we work out where to go. We know roughly, you've got to always have a rough plan and we have in sort of the back of our minds that you know, at least by December maybe we'll be in, in Panama at the end of uh, Central America, but I don't know, who knows, it could be sooner, it could be later, let's just see where the road takes us. also talking about you know what are our goals for the next 18 months of this trip and we on our blog we've put some really broad ones um, for the you know the journey in general but um, when you asked me Baden what my goals were I kind of uh, 
I don't know, it took me a little while, but I think a big one is that I've really enjoyed doing this podcast. It's been a, a good way of um, telling some of our story and I'm looking forward, I hope, to getting better at doing that, getting better at um, you know, talking to other people and getting, getting their stories out of them. So I think storytelling would be a cool thing to improve on. Um, I'd like to be fluent in Spanish by the time we finish. Um, we've we already speak a little bit of Spanish, but definitely not fluent. I'm still a little bit shy. We're staying with, uh, obviously, two Spanish people here in Madrid, and we've only spoken English with them, so which seems a bit weird. So I'd, I'd quite like to move past that, and I think having to survive in Latin America will certainly hopefully, <laughs> force me to do that. Hopefully there'll be more uh, or fewer Latin American people that speak English. That would be really good for us. Because <laughs> then, yeah, we kind of just need to be forced into it, really. But, yeah, it's, it's true. We need to be bold. Yeah, and, and you know, through that, uh, another goal, you know, is obviously learning from people in their lives. You know, we're going to be meeting so many different people in such a concentrated way over the next 18 months that it's an incredible opportunity to learn. So... That's another thing I want to focus on. And a big one for me is I'm such a city girl that, um, you know, I really, by the end of the trip, I want to be so much more comfortable in the wild. Um, you know, think stupid things scare me, like, you know, big bugs and spiders and the woods and the sea. And <laughs> I'm not particularly comfortable outside of urban environments. So I'm looking forward to really being at home in those places and realizing that they can are usually a lot safer than cities. Yeah, you're getting, well, we both are really, we're getting much better at living outdoors. You know, we had 38 days in a tent, didn't we? So, no, but maybe our camping might, our camping style might be a bit more wild this time. And yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Look, I haven't gone and researched what dangerous animals they have in. uh, Please don't do that. (laughs) Maybe it's best not to know. But, you know, (laughs) there there can't be anything that bad. I saw a video the other day of this other cycle tourist, Darren Darren Alf, and he was in Serbia or something, and he reached into his panty and there's a snake in there. Oh, baby. Yeah, but it was just like a little snake, and they kind of. That's fine then. Yeah. So for me, I've thought about a few goals as well. I just want to develop this. There's got to be an art to this touring thing, right? There's got to be, you know, a cool way to do it that we haven't quite found yet. What do you mean? Well, I just mean, um, just I guess it's more about the approach. Uh, just be open to new experiences. You know, uh, follow your nose a bit more. You know. Uh, if that looks like a decent route, just try it. Or if even if um, you know we've been worried on this trip that oh we better not go back on ourselves, or we won't go that road because we don't necessarily know where it leads. Mm-hmm. But in this uh, part of the trip, you no, know, we've got time on our side, so we can explore those things. We can try new ways of doing it, mm-hmm. and and. Yeah, just getting those sort of unique and kind of special experiences, I guess. Yeah, I suppose having built up some confidence over the past few months, maybe that is a lot more possible now. Mm. And what about going slower? Do you think we can we can do that a bit more? You know, we, we've said from time to time, oh, we've got to, I think we averaged, how, what, how many kilometres do we F- average a day? 57 or 60 over the whole thing, but that's including rest days. Yeah, so you know, with, when you put the rest days back in there, the average is probably up near 60 to 70. You and, take them out, you mean? Yeah, when you take out the rest days, sorry. Yeah. And so I think you know, sometimes that's probably a bit too long. Mm-hmm. And you know, we should have sort of shorter days, especially when it's hot like this. You don't want to be cycling all yeah. day long. Yeah. But then the other thing is that maybe in Central and South America, the distances are so much bigger that 
uh, we sort of need to put in some big shifts in order to get from one place to the other. So, yeah. Um, another thing, I need to be more confident on the mechanical stuff. I don't want to, you know, sometimes I just think it's beyond me and I panic a little bit. I get a bit frustrated. Just a, a bit. You get a bit frustrated. Talk yeah, about yeah, very, yeah. very frustrated and quickly stressed out when things don't immediately work. work. Um, so we just need to slow down on that and, and give ourselves a bit more of an opportunity to get it right because it's something that takes time, I think. Mm. And on that whole attitude thing, I picked up a little acronym off another cycle tourist blog. We'll mention, I'll talk about them a bit more later, but it's CYA. And it might be a little thing that we can try and bring in for our touring. Choose your attitude. So at times when you get, you know, tetchy with each other and... Um, so this is on the Pedaling Prescott's? Yeah, the yeah. Pedaling Prescott blog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they, yeah, they, they mention it, they don't go into depth as to why they have to pull out the CYA call, why they have to use it, but... I imagine it could be at times of frustration or times when you're getting hangry, you know, hungry and angry, uh, that you have to sort of make the CYA call and to say, look, choose your attitude. What do you want to be? Do you want to be grumpy or do you want to sort of get over yourself and be happy? I I don't know. Um, I I think it's quite a good, might be quite a good thing for us to sort of try out in in those testing situations. new to cycle touring we are still figuring out um, how to look after our bikes properly and you know what they're capable of so before we left London uh, we knew that we wanted to get a professional to have a look at them before we took on Central and South America Um, and our friend Carlos in Aveiro in Portugal um, he recommended that we go and see Bruno at Senasa Peral in Lisbon um, to to sort the the bikes out really take a look and make sure they're okay. So you Bruno? Yeah. Oh, hi, I'm Baden. Hi, I'm Shelley. Hi. Good to meet you, Bruno. Okay, hi. so what are we doing here today, people? You already told me a bit on the email. So yeah, exactly. I know already more or less what you need, but do yeah. you have some specific things you need to... So, I've got a, a new cassette okay. to change, Stop new me. bottom bracket, mm-hmm. um, and a new chain. And then, um, if you could check I had all these parts prepared for Shelley to pick up when she was in London the, the other week because, you know, I couldn't be sure of getting them in Lisbon. Um, I you know, obviously, I thought not being able to speak very good Portuguese, that could be a problem. <laughs> very good, it's an understatement. And, overstatement. <laughs> and um, I ordered these parts uh, because they're kind of very central to what you need uh, for the general running of the bike. And you know, if you have a fresh chain, fresh cassette, fresh bottom bracket, and you've cleaned out your rear hub um, so that it you know, runs smoothly, then that's pretty much half the bike you don't need to worry about. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think we've done you know, 4,000 to Lisbon plus, you know, whatever we used to tour last year, that could be about 3,000 kilometres almost. Mm. Uh, we've done all that on the bike. So I felt that the bikes could do with, you know, some new, ga- some new gear and you know, come back all fresh. Yeah, but if you, like, I don't know, what do you think in any ways that it was overkill, all the new parts you got? Were there any that we could have done without? I'm just thinking, you know, maybe we have a little bit, you know, more money to spend on parts and things. Um, and and also, is it because we're new to the whole thing that you just wanted to be sure? 
Well, mainly because I can't really fix it myself. So I'd rather like whack in a new part and, and then have that sort of peace of mind. And the other thing, you know, you talk about the expense. They weren't massively expensive. A new, the new chains were £10 each. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, the bottom bracket was like £8 or something. And the cassette might have been 25 each or something. The, the bearings to go into the uh, rear hubs, they were quite expensive. But um, I just any any price that we spend on the bike is we never feel bad about that, do we? It's always a price worth spent a price worth spending. Uh, overall, uh, I ended up changing the um, the, the, bearings. the bearings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, at least uh, one of them were you could feel a bit of um, play, like a, not play, but it. it had some grit or something okay. there, so oh. I opted to change it. Okay, Since you're cool. starting a very long journey where it would be more difficult to get the bearings changed, at least if you need to, because I changed um, your pads. You notice that the, um, the calipers um, were like the, the small um, plastic ring where you adjust it was like baked to the... Oh. Did you notice that? No. no. Okay, maybe on a long descent, yours are... Yeah, on a, on a big wow. descent. Wow, our bikes were so any, yeah, clean and shiny when we picked them up. Bruno yeah, just like lovingly looked yeah, after them for the two days that they were in his workshop. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, he, it was such a thorough job. They're so shiny. I couldn't, like, I forgot that how bright the green and how uh, bright the sort of... What's, what colour's your bike? Crimson? No, it's not crimson. Purpley, reddy, crimson thing. Uh, you know, how how bright that was and the other thing there was no mass mud on it oh yeah so the whole way through the journey i had mud from the mass river in the netherlands slash belgium it's kind of borders both of them doesn't it yeah yeah so i had that mud the whole way for three months and yeah the bike was all sparkling clean and the other thing is that they run really great. You know, we've only done a little bit of cycling in around Lisbon and here in Madrid, but uh, they've been running really nice. And that's, it's kind of makes you feel happy, you know, when the bike sounds so smooth. Okay, well, I can see Baden riding up to the road towards me. He's just got back from the bike shop and he doesn't appear to be carrying spare tyres anymore. So that's a good sign. I'm just down here on the main road in the neighbourhood we've been staying in, Urgel, which we've been having great difficulty pronouncing, because um, I need to grab a few kind of last minute things uh, like uh, shower gel, sunblock, uh, a pepper grinder quite randomly, um, and a big stripy bag to put our panniers in when we get on the plane. Hi Baden, how did it go? Fausto looks good. Yeah, it's good. I got these uh, new chain rings on the front here, so that's all good. Um, yeah, but this is something they couldn't do in, for me in Portugal, but it's all sorted. Yeah, was and, that, did it cost a lot or not too much or how were they? Uh, well, the chain rings, what, they're about 20 euros each. And then with all the stuff they did on the bike, well, they just made sure that the chain rings fitted properly. And also my mudguard at the back had gone all out of whack. So, you know, they fixed it, it was about 50 quid or something, oh, 50 cool. euros. So yeah, no, it was a really cool shop as well. They were, um, I think they're the oldest, they said, well, this guy Rodrigo who's helping me out, really awesome bloke, he was saying that um, they're the oldest bike shop in Madrid. I think they're from pre-Spanish Civil War. Wow, yeah. what, is this, what is it, Otero? Otero, yeah, Otero Bicicletas. Wow, yeah, cool. oh, really cool. Great. And I noticed that you're not carrying the spare oh, tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> Oh, it turned out great because I saw, basically, uh, we had 
uh, these tyres that you brought from London that we were going to put on the bike, but it, it ended up being a little bit of a drama because the size, the width of the tyre was like two inches or something, and that's just not enough uh, to fit between the frame of my bike. So I had to, I, the other day I cycled all around Madrid trying to find a narrower tyre, and I found one. Only slightly narrow, but it fits the frame, frame fine. But it just meant that I was left with... Um, uh, the tire, a brand new tire that so I didn't want to carry what around. What kind the world. was it? What, is it? what was it called? A Schwabler Mondial. So it's like uh, the best sort of touring tire you can get, but it just doesn't fit my bike. I've got a very good tire to replace it, but um, I want to give it to a charity or something rather than chuck it in a recycling bin. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that this bike shop, uh, they uh, are part of this. What is some sort of NGO, I guess? It's called um, Bicicleta Sin Fronteras, Bicycles Without Borders. And uh, they give, well, they sort of take recycled bikes and do them up, and then they uh, give them to people who need them. And I think they operate in Spain, but there's also uh, a big part of the project is giving bikes to people in Africa. And I think they're in Burkina Faso and Mali. So, yeah, no, and he was like, oh, thanks so much for doing that big handshake and all that. Really? Yeah, he was, yeah, so it made me feel like I was quite a nice person. <laughs> you are a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, well, now you're here, you can help me come shopping a little bit. We've got to just grab a few things oh, yeah. um, before we head to the airport to go to Cuba tomorrow. So um, we'll head down, and also they have a really great market um, just here on the main road where, that sells really nice fish and meat, and the, there's a little bar in there, and the barman's quite friendly, and he always gives uh, us tapas. Yeah, yeah. Can we get some more langoustines? <laughs> Yeah, all right, let's go. For in praise of this week, we thought we would talk about uh, those who have helped us with our preparations for the next stage in Central and South America. So who's been helping you, Shell? I have chosen to be in praise of Angel, who works at Condor Cycles in London. Angel really helped us out before we set off um, in April. He, uh, well, he sold Baden his Condor bike, obviously, and helped me out with my surly frame um, and lots of other things. So he's been answering our questions and helping us. But um, I went back to London and paid him a visit, and it was really lovely to see him and to report back that the bikes have been performing so well. Um, he sorted me out with some summer gloves, but he also gave us a couple of tips on um, cleaning the drivetrain you know while we're on the road what to use and um, you know how to look after the discs on the disc brakes and a couple of other things so I just wanted to say a big thanks to Angel. Well for me because this next bit is such a big unknown in Central and South America I've been relying heavily on blogs for information and there are some cracking blogs out there that you know provided inspiration but also just a lot of help and advice um, you know, for, in terms of Central and South America, uh, Pikes on Bikes, they're a really good ones. They are Harriet and Neil Pike, they're experts at cycling in the Andes, which uh, is going to be eek for us, but uh, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, there's this guy, Velo Freedom, he's got a website, Velo Freedom, his name's Nathan Haley, Harley, Haley, and uh, He's got a really alternative riding style. He likes to try and get off-road as much as he can and sort of experience the freedom of the bike. And he writes these beautiful blogs with lovely pictures. And, yeah, he's been really inspirational. And also these people um, who have just finished these, their trip, a British um, pair, 
uh, Ruth and Will, uh, their blog Contours of a Country. They cycled um, up through, uh, going the other way from us, through South America, up through Central America, and they finished uh, recently in New York. So um, we've learned so much from them. And there's this other, um, a couple of Kiwis who are cycling home. Well, actually, I think one's Kiwi and one is British. Uh, and they're going to New Zealand. But they're going the other way from us. They're going east. And these guys are awesome. Like, they're their blogs are just so inspirational and they just really just take on anything they're the peddling prescotts Stephen and Katie and uh, yeah they've really provided a lot of inspiration for us you've been getting very excited about their um, final days in China <laughs> yeah I mean they, they put they did this crazy mission across China because you only get limited time with your visas and I think they pulled off something like 5,000 kilometers in a month uh, you know, cycling in some really cold temperatures sometimes as well. So yeah, that those guys just show you that anything can be done. <laughs> so by the time you hear this, we will be in Cuba. Um, we're not expecting to be online while we're there, but we will be connected again towards the end of July. So after chilling out in Havana for a week or so, I'll be cycling alone in Pinal de Rio. While I will be hanging out with Sheila and Alan Wills, my parents, east of Havana. And the other thing is, uh, the big shame about us going to Cuba is that I'm going to be missing the Tour de France. Oh, no. No, I mean, oh, you know, some things I can handle missing out on, you know, like what's happening in the financial markets and all that sort of thing. But <laughs> in uh, the Tour de France, that's going to be hard. And so I'm preparing um, to, I'm planning to sort of keep a media blackout. I don't want to know what's happening in the Tour. And then when we get out of Cuba, I'm going to download all these podcasts and then binge listen to daily podcasts on what's happening on the Tour de France. <laughs> this is not a geeky thing to do. It's very normal. Uh, the Tour de France is a great event. <laughs> I think that that's our podcast for this time. So thanks very much for listening. We'd love to know how you are and where you are. You can email us, you at gmail.com. Or you can post a comment on our blog, howareyouwhereareyou.com. On there, we have a couple of links for the podcast on Sound cloud and itunes really grateful if you could share it or rate it or like it or whether whatever it requires um, that would be great uh social media baden's at baden c on twitter and baden cycling on instagram um, thanks as usual to callum campbell for the original music in the podcast and we will catch you soon bye bye, bye.